It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda, and I am a franchise consultant, and I match people with opportunities based on skills, personality, goals, kind of like the e-harmony of business is what I like to call it. So I work with folks all over the country who are frustrated with their career and they want to make a change. I work with people that want to keep their job or keep their business and build something on the side. I've been helping people now for 17 years do this, and I've done it myself. Quit a job, bought a business, built it, sold it, semi-retired at 41 years old, and been helping people do the same thing now for 17 years. Today, I'm excited to have a special guest, and Paul is the founder of a company called Hashtag Smart Marketing. And so Paul is an Army veteran with a lot of experience in the space, but he brings to the table a whole bunch of other stuff too. So he's the founder of the company Hashtag Smart Marketing. Um, He's worked for various Fortune 500 companies, and he's bringing technology and the understanding of clients' behaviors and information. To, and he gets that, uses that information to create a highly effective digital marketing strategy for his clients. So I want to welcome Paul. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing awesome, Tom. Super, super pumped to be here, man. Yeah, this is great. Welcome to the Franchise Academy. Everything we do here is about helping people do better in their business. So marketing is probably paramount. There was, I had a coach once who said to me, when you get a fee for putting somebody in a franchise, put 10% or at least 20% into a marketing fund before you even pay your mortgage. Because if you're not marketing, you got no business. Uh, It's completely right. And really, you got to think about the buying decision making process for your industry. And that's one of the biggest things I do my talks on, which is the zero moment of truth. And we can certainly dig into it a little bit more here. But uh, for the most part, what it is, is understanding that you are going to be compared to multiple options out there. If somebody's Googling something, they're not they're not in the industry to, to just do some research. In most cases, they're probably going to be buying something pretty soon. And since I work with uh, mostly professionals in the medical or the legal industry, you know, ensuring that you're building an emotional connection with people pretty quickly that, you know, they're having a reaction to maybe the visuals you have online or, or the text that you have out there. You know, it's, it's not just where you're showing up in Google, but it's, you know, the community that you're building around you. And, and that's really what like the zero moment of truth is because historically marketing was always, you know, you got to be aware a business exists and then I'm going to pick a business. And then, you know, that business either sucked or they were awesome. Right. So now because we have all this technology around us, marketing is just becoming all the more important and ensuring that, you know, you are ready to be compared at that step. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in, in my little business, I, I'm now spending 80% of my time marketing and only 20%, you know, doing franchise coaching. <laughs> it's crazy. But I, I don't want to skip over the zero moment of truth or, or ZMOT, Z-M-O-T. Um, share more. What, what is that? Yeah, so uh, my education is traditional marketing, right? So that's what I went to school for, that and organizational management. So I'm, I'm really good at putting systems together and kind of understanding things systematically. And I always like to talk about, you know, back in the day with um, 
with advertising, they're putting together, you know, spreads in magazines or, or posters, things like that. It's all about awareness, right? Like you got to make sure people know you exist. It's, it's the whole idea behind Coca-Cola marketing, right? It's, I'm not going to see a commercial for Coke and go like, Oh, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go run out and buy a Coke, you know, but the next time I am thirsty and I'm sitting in the checkout line here at a grocery store, the chances of me buying a Coke are elevated because I, I have that brand awareness. I, you know, I like the polar bears that they do in their commercials, like whatever, whatever it is that, that is building that emotional connection with me. Uh, so there was always their awareness step and everybody has to do that. It's why you run paid ads. It's why, you know, you do SEO. It's why you have business listings. Then there was the first moment of truth, which that's the, the shelf. So if you think about maybe like a cereal, you know, I see a commercial for Cocoa Puffs. I go to the store. I've got 50 cereals in front of me. You know, what's going to sway me to pick one or the other? You know, maybe it's that commercial, the fact that, uh, you know, I was swayed in a direction, but I'm actually making a buying decision. And then the third moment or the second moment of truth is the experience. You know, so I had I had a great experience with this attorney, this doctor. I'm going to go online. I'm going to leave them five stars on Yelp. I'm going to leave them five stars on Google. Tell the whole world they were great. Tell my friends about them. Or it sucked. <laughs> the attorney never called me back. Uh, you know, they, they lied to me. They didn't get me how much they said they were going to get me. You know, it could be anything, but um, they are now putting that experience online and that is going to impact the zero moment of truth for everyone else. And so really the best way to think of zero moment of truth is just to be prepared to be compared. You know, I have to be aware of your business. So if I Google something, I'm going to see 10 businesses, right? There's 10 spots on Google. Uh, or if I open up maps, I'm going to see a bunch of little red dots pop up all over. I'm going to click through those red dots. I'm going to see a star rating. You know, we are the Netflix generation. We're the Amazon generation. I don't watch three-star movies. I don't buy three-star products. Uh, I'm probably not going to choose your three-star business. So if you're not doing something to ensure you have good reviews, um, or even, you know, answering the negative reviews, uh, which, which is another very important part that a lot of businesses miss. Or if I, you know, maybe I get to your website and it's this block old, you know, little bit of text, no engaging images, you know, you're not giving me anything for me to connect with, right? Um, being a veteran, if I get to a site, you know, Tom, it was, it was really nice when I, you know, saw your site and I saw, you know, mentions of, you know, veterans get, get my book for free, you know, immediate emotional connection, right? I'm going to have a, a response to anybody that's looking out for veterans, you know, like, like me and my fellow soldiers. Uh, so what are you doing as a business to build that emotional connection, you know, right at the top half of the fold, like, um, and really the psychology behind how that impacts our buying decisions. The, the reason I like ZMOD is because it's kind of a very concise, simple way to convey this really big, uh, seems like something difficult to kind of get your hands around concept of, you know, being prepared to be compared out there. So uh, when I'm doing my talks, I, I do like to just pull up their Google business list and I'll tear them apart, you know, right in front of them, because uh, it, that's really how, how I build that emotional connection with somebody, you know, being a little bit direct, being a little bit harsh, but, you know, giving them the, that, that real truth on, you know, I got here, I saw a horrible review, you never answered it. So Bob here, he's right. Cause, cause you as an attorney, you never answered that, you know, why, why am I going to choose you? So it, it's, it's fun conversations like that. Um, and COVID certainly, uh, amplified the importance of this, you know, so many more people are, are making their buying decisions online. We don't have backyard barbecues, you know, nobody's asked me who my attorney is in, in probably five, 10 years, right. There, there's no opportunity to give those referrals anymore. Everybody's making those decisions online. So now what are you doing to influence those decisions? Right. Oh, there's, there's no question about that. So 
you, you brought up um, answering bad reviews once or twice. So what's the best practice for that? Yeah, really, it's it's the mentality around it. Uh, to, to toot my own horn here a little bit, when I got out of the military, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was a, I was a really good golfer. And I, I started working for Dick Sporting Goods, and I met this golf pro, and he's like, man, you should just do it. Like, you could pass a, a PGA player ability test. So I went and I, I became a golf pro for a few years and uh i was a bit of a hothead um i'd hit a bad shot and one time i like hit a club down on the ground he's like you little dumbass like what are you doing <laughs> like uh and and it's just the, the psychology behind it and he, he goes if you hit a good shot right down the middle of the fairway you pipe it you know what do you got to do I'm like oh, i'm going up i'm attacking that green it's like awesome shake a ball off into the woods what do you got to go do i'm like I'm, I'm gonna go hit the ball out of the woods he goes so you're still just going to go hit the ball again. Right. Like, well, yeah, you know, end of the day, you're, you're right. You know? Uh, and I always think about my grandfather. Um, he, he was a world war II veteran, but him and I, he inspired my, my passion for golf. And, uh, I remember him telling me one day and it's, it's so crystal clear in my head, but he said, you aren't what happens to you in this world. You are your reaction to what happens to you in this world. And it's never been more true than it is today. And it's, it's about the best way to talk to businesses on how to look at their reviews. You know, if somebody goes online and they tear you apart, what they are saying is the new perception that thousands of people are going to have of your business. Unless you react to it in a proper way, you know, say your side of the story, be very considerate about it, be empathetic to the negative situation that they had informed the public that that's not you, you know, that's, that's an occurrence that just happened. That's not how we operate. You know, we really want to resolve this issue. Now contact us at email, phone number, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But, you know, I, I have to tell my clients, like that guy, he's gone. He's not coming back. Like <laughs> he had a bad experience. He is, he's not coming back to you. But what, what really matters is the next 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 people that are going to see this review. And if they're anything like me, I read the bad ones first. Uh, and then I work my way into the good ones. Right. You know, um, so, so if I start on that bad one and I see this attorney sucks or this doctor sucks and no response, I'm going to think that that attorney sucks. You know, we, we are, in, we are influenced by those things. But if I see a thoughtful response from a business owner that says like, Hey, Bob, we are so sorry you had this experience. That is not us. We really, we want to rectify it. We'd love to talk to you about this further. Please give us a contact at yada, yada, yada. Like, boom, it doesn't have to be something. You don't have to get into the legalese of it. You don't have to get into their specific situation. You don't have to go too far, but think of the emotional response. I'm now going to have to that review. Now that the reviewer, he's an asshole. And this business owner is a kind, empathetic person that I think will probably take really good care of me. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and, and I dare anybody out there, hop online and look at how many businesses never answer reviews. It's it's mind blowing. Or they they put throw out that like cookie cutter. Thank you so much for the feedback. Like who cares, right? If they leave you a good one, answer that too. You know, if if somebody came up to you in your business and they said, "Hey, I I just had an amazing experience. I I want to tell everybody about it." Would you just like turn around and walk away? Like you, you'd probably be like, "Thank you. Like that's awesome." Uh, you know, tell me more about it. What was your favorite part? Uh, we'd, we'd love to send you a gift card. We'd love to engage with you further, you know, tell your friends about us. There's so many missed opportunities with, with reviews that are out there. Uh, and it's, it's really, it's sad in one respect, because what that tells me immediately is a business probably doesn't have time or they don't value their clients. Mm -hmm. And, and so a lot of the times I, I tell them like, do you care about your clients? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You've never answered the 80 of them online that have tried talking to you.
like uh, I, and it's, I, and I'm sure it hurts. I'm sure it's like, you know, a bit of a pain point for them, but it's the truth, right? Like they have not conveyed that customer service that they claim to have in person online. So how does anybody even know about it? Mm. So interesting. Can you, so I, I want to go back to like the golf psychology stuff. Is there more to elaborate on that, that you can share? Um, or was that just your, your grandfather's story? Oh, no. I, so I play a lot of golf. Um, I, I really look at golf as uh, one, it's a, it's a way to get my clients to open up um, for the one year anniversary. Whenever a client's been with me for a year, I send them a sleeve of golf balls. It's got our logo on it and a gift card to one of the, over the local courses are always enough for two people to play. So I'm kind of like forcing them to come hang out with me and, and play golf. So I, I use golf for, <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Uh, I use it for team building. I take my team to the range every once in a while. Uh, none of them golf, but I'm working on it. I'm trying, I'm pushing them in that direction. Uh, I've already got, I've already got my four year, four month old. He, uh, he was watching the PGA championship with me this weekend, watching Justin Thomas win and uh, uh, teaching him how to play. But, but the psychology of golf truly is uh, it's a strength abundance mindset. You have to let go of the shitty things that happen. You have to focus on your, your task at hand. And you have to stay positive and optimistic throughout it. Because if you're, as soon as your, your mentality starts getting spoiled on being a business owner, you know, you start having, you know, worse practices, you start training less, you stop thinking about the future as much, you stop, you know, so uh, I'm a big fan of sports psychology, I can give you about 10, 10 good book recommendations out of it. Um, but one of one of the other uh, fun golf analogies that I play with is called the waterfall effect. So most amateur golfers, uh, about 95% of amateur golfers will leave a 20 foot putt short. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or, uh, another thing is like, if you're putting in and the ball is say breaking to the right, they almost always miss it on the low side. It's the amateur side, right? So these are, you don't want to be an amateur business owner. You, you don't want to sit here and, and cut yourself short. You know, maybe you have this 20 foot birdie putt. If it doesn't get to the hole, you're never going to get there. Right. right. You're, you're never going to catch that birdie. So you, you first off, you have to ensure that you're not letting the waterfall affect waterfall, meaning if it goes past that hole, the ball's gone, you know, but really, you know, you can roll it two or three feet past the hole that everything's going to be fine. And, and you really have to kind of think of your marketing in the same way. Like don't half-ass whatever you're doing. If you're going to be uh, an Instagram reels business and you want to put content out on Instagram reels, do it, go for it. If you, if you want to, um, you know, get into paid ads, so many people I see get into paid ads and they're, you know, they throw 300 bucks, 400 bucks at it. And they're like, ah, that didn't work. I'm like, well, <laughs> you're right. That, that 300, 400 bucks didn't work. You tried one type of ad. You had two different headlines and, and two different descriptions in there. Google didn't have enough information to really like figure out what worked for you and to optimize it. You know, you should throw 15 different variations in there and, and you can see what works and things like that and put enough money in it to where, you know, if you get one or two people back, you're at least breaking even. Um, you know, don't half-ass what you're doing and, and just always remember that you are the reaction. You know, you are not what happens to you. I think golf psychology, is a, it's a fun way to, to kind of attack your business and then to look at it. Yeah, there's no question about it. I remember I was at a seminar once. Uh, this guy in Long Island, his name is Dr. Dan Schaefer, and he's a much older gentleman, but he does like something around the golf psychology. And um, his promise in his talk is, you know, I'll take three strokes off your game here in, in 30 minutes just with this one thought. And what he says is like, imagine walking over to your bag and you pull out, you just name the club, you pull out your three iron 
what does your three iron say to you? And you know, and it's in your head, it's like, you suck at long irons. <laughs> to me, right? And and so then you approach the ball with that and you don't hit it. And you're like, yeah, that's right. So it's like a, you know, so your clubs talk to you. And so it's part of that whole psychology thing, which I love. Yeah, that, that's that's a great point. I used to sell golf clubs, and whenever somebody was like, "Hey, you know, between these two, which one which one do you like better?" I'm like, "Well, how'd you hit them in the simulator?" They're like, "Oh, yeah, I hit them about the same." I'm like, "Which one do you like looking at?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "You gotta like what you're looking at, right? Because then you're gonna have more confidence. You're gonna hit it better." So, you know, if if that's the determining factor, and and you know, performance wise, they're they're similar. You know, go with whatever is gonna make you a little bit more confident. Right. There's no question about it. And and of course, my favorite golf quote. I forget who says it. You might know it, but um, the more I practice, the luckier I get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so true. And and having that mindset is, you know, and I say that to my candidates. As people look in their franchises, they often ask, you know, what separates the winners from the losers? And fifty percent of it is mindset. And I know that's kind of a lame answer for a lot of people. They're looking for like hard facts, you know, but it's not. It is, you know, if if you don't have the if you have a glass half full you're gonna have a business that's half empty for sure mm-hmm. um and, and 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 same in your golf game so that's uh really interesting to me um so tell us more about paid strategy and in, in ads like google click ads is that what you're referring to when you said that yeah uh i think the most important thing with ads is understanding how your how your buyers make a buying decision uh, so the reason that say Google paid ads is so expensive for attorneys is because it makes sense, right? If I need an attorney, what am I going to do? I'm probably going to Google like personal injury attorney near me or, you know, uh, dog bite attorney. I got bit by a dog. Like that's how people make that buying decision. If you're, uh, if you're more looking for awareness. So, uh, I have a great attorney who's up in Detroit and he does civil rights law and employment law and, and uh, he's, active in his community super nice guy he's a great guy uh the problem was like he was building a firm and there's some really really big law firms out there and he was like like how do i just get people to even know i exist like how do, how do he's like i could go get some billboards or i could you know do some tv commercials but you know less and less people watch tv billboards are still pretty effective except for there's very hard to track any conversion from it it's like who knows what that's doing uh, so we were doing some fun stuff for him on Facebook where like Facebook, Instagram, we did a, a video escalation campaign. So I had him do like four or five different little 15 second videos. Cause 15 second video on, on social media, is pretty cheap. You know, you're talking just a couple cents for a view and you cast that net out real wide. Right. So all, you're just, a lot of people are just getting to see you just it, kind of acknowledge you exist. And then you build say like a minute and a half long, like this is why I'm an attorney. You know, these are, these are the type of people I like helping. These are the cases I do, like whatever your value propositions are. And you make that a minute and a half long video. And so now anybody that watches this full 15 second video, there was something about you they liked, right? Like they sat there for 15 seconds and, and listened to like a little snippet about you. Those are a great person to retarget into like a minute and a half long video. Uh, so, and now you're saving money on the front end. You're still getting broad reach because you're doing short videos. Uh, and you're saving the budget, you know, for the longer videos for people that you're already retargeting. And, and it's really very easy to build an audience like that on social, um, just based off of video watch length. Also, like videos convert 
about three times more than static images or, or carousel images. So I always recommend video with whatever you're doing. Um, on the Google side, uh, there's, there's always something new with Google ads. That's probably my favorite part of Google. The understanding their algorithms is always a little complex and their paid ad strategy. Like some of my attorneys, like I've gone through times where we're paying, you know, 180 bucks a click. I mean, it can get pricey real quick. So what we do is we really diversify. You know, you got to do some display ads for retargeting or even based off search history. So maybe they went to a competitor's website and now, you know, they go to Huffington Post or Drudge Report and now they're seeing your ad show up on the side. You know, so you're you're kind of uh, interjecting yourself, injecting yourself into that conversation. Um, there's always like the regular PPC, but one of the new ones that uh, I've been utilizing a lot lately, I almost like don't want to tell people about it because I'm getting really good results with it. But um, Google just released a call only ad and it it only functions on mobile there's no hey visit the website and go get more information it's call now and so like every click is essentially a conversion because you're you're getting a lead you're getting you know you're generating business i'm, I'm running it for uh, a few attorneys and i'm also running it for um, a plumber who saw his his phone calls uh 10x in the first month that we switched him over same budget 10x wow. his ads just by switching over to a call only version as opposed to uh his standard ppc so lots of lots of cool stuff out there uh, i would highly recommend uh you know following some of the good twitter accounts or instagram accounts on paid ads if you are interested in getting into paid ads uh, i think escalation on social media is really uh the best way to do it because that way you can have a real broad reach but you know narrow focus for your conversion type videos uh and and more than anything, like go in with whatever you think your budget is, double it and do two variations, right? Because, because so many people go in there and they like, just try this one thing. They put an image up and they throw a couple hundred bucks at it and they cross their fingers. Uh, but social ads really is, uh, it's a laboratory. It's yeah. AB testing. It's seeing which ones convert, which ones don't killing the ones that don't, you know, and you get that data in just a few days. So it's not like it's this, you know, super complex, uh, system. Um, and, I, I love answering those questions for my clients. So like, why is this working? Why isn't this working? Cause now we're getting into the psychology of it. Right. Which is really what I enjoy. That's fun. Absolutely. Um, I want to elaborate a little bit on your military history. So thank you for your service. Um, and how did, how did the service prepare you for business? Ooh. Um, I have found, so I've, I've got a little bit of a crazy career path between military, golf pro. I, my first entrepreneurial adventure was a scooter rental company in New Mexico, where I had like five different locations, little pop-up shops, and we were renting scooters out. Uh, I worked for two different Inc. 500 fastest growing companies, um, both in the digital marketing realm. Uh, but the one thing that happened before all that was the military service, where the biggest thing I learned is like, when you're looking at the people above you and below you, because I'm, I'm a firm believer that you can learn from everyone. You know, some people you can just learn what to do. I feel like most people you're learning what not to do. And uh, I certainly learned that in, in how to manage people. I had, uh, I had a sergeant, he was a super nice guy. He, he was uh, often in trouble. He was often late. He was often uh, unaccountable. Uh, and me being the direct line supervisor right underneath him, you know, I had people underneath me that I, I saw that he was not holding any of us accountable. And so I was 
uh, I was holding the people beneath me accountable, even though it wasn't necessarily my job. Right. And I was making sure that they were there on time. Cause even if that Sergeant wasn't there, like if I'm looking out for him, I know that the day is going to come that I'd need a day off and he's going to look out for me. Right. If you're taking care of the people above you and you're taking care of the people below you and everyone is holding each other accountable, that's, that's really the recipe for success in a business. So we're, we're at a really fun time in our company where we're transitioning from me being heavily involved in production, which, you know, when you start a company, it was me, it was me and a buddy on a couch, you know, three years ago, figuring out what exactly we were, who we were going to serve, um, kind of where it was going to go. And, you know, three years later now, you know, he's running all of production. Well, slowly, he's running all the production. I'm getting fully removed here. And uh, he's got six people underneath him. Now, you know, uh, we've built the systems and the one thing that we talk about all the time is just accountability. We have accountability charts that, that we reference all the time. Like if a client wants email, who's, who's the point of contact, who's, um, you know, the, the project manager on it versus who's actually doing the work. Like we're, we're, we're very dedicated to saying organized and accountable. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that comes that, that military side. Uh, if I were to pick a second one, I would say probably selfless service, um, I'm probably too uh, understanding with my clients. I had a client the other day was like, I'm out of money. And I'm like, I know you are. It's okay. Like, what, like I get it. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to work for free for you, but let's, let's find some, let's find some options for you that are at a, at a price point. That's a little bit more manageable. Like, you know, don't worry about, about a payment. Like, you know, this week, well, you can get me next week. Like I, I am very empathetic and, and, um, I certainly want to ensure that I'm, I'm not uh, being a negative uh, aspect of anybody's life. I feel like, it, you know, God put me here to be a positive impact on the world and positive impact on people's lives. So if, if, you know, a client's having issues or a client doesn't understand something uh, we really go out of our way. Uh, I mean, to, to give you an idea, there's one person that runs sales at our company. That's me. Uh, I do have a, a business development guy that helps me uh, generate leads and everything like that. But I have eight people in production, mm. you know, eight people in production, one person in sales. So that's, that's the real easy way to say like, what do you care about? You know, what, what are your values? Our values are our current clients. Uh, I'm, I'm blessed that so many people kind of understand our work and, and come to me. Uh, I do a lot of podcasts. People kind of appreciate the directness and and our knowledge um so you know i want to thank you for this opportunity because i know people hear podcasts and they they're they've been burnt by digital marketing companies mm -hmm. you know in the past so i mean everyone's got a got a horror story the even me the, <laughs> oh it's 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 a tough industry and even talking to my wife she was like are you sure you want to stay in the industry because i i was serving as the vp of client success um at, at the business i was at before i started my own and between the two marketing companies that both incredibly successful marketing companies, Inc 500 fastest growing companies, very successful marketing companies, the average retention at one was about seven months. The average retention at the next was about nine months. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's pretty standard for digital marketing companies. Um, we've been in business for three years and I've lost two clients. Mm. So awesome. it's, and yeah. And, and that's always been our focus is like serve our current clients, always serve our current clients first, um, you know, cause they're, they're what's important to us. And, and I think that re retention, um, I think a lot of it comes down to like that first 60 days you were the marketing company. I think, you know, pretty quick yeah. if they're good or not. Um, you know, if, if they're asking you the right questions, if you feel like they're getting to know you, 
you know, things like that. I, I know I went off on a tangent here off your uh, <laughs> your military question, but I think it kind of all applies. You know, the the selfless service. I I feel like that's that's what we're here to do. Is we're here to serve our clients. It's it's a good um, it's a good principle that if you want to make money in this world, find out how to figure out how to serve someone. Yep. If you can serve people, you you will make money in this world, and that's how that. our business runs. That's all right. I love it, Paul. Thank you so much. This has just been a wealth of information. I, we can do so much more time too. <laughs> so I want to thank you. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, best way to do it is uh, you can go to zmotexpert.com. Z-M-O-T-E-X-P-E-R-T.com. Uh, that's what I, I, I put my calendar on there. Um, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of time recently because I've been uh, getting very, very busy. Um, like in, in all the best ways. Right. Uh, but I do keep my calendar on there because I, I feel like it's, it's a responsibility of, of mine that if somebody wants me to take a look at their business and give them, give them some ideas, uh, you know, I, I have the skill set, and you know, that's what I'm here. I'm here to serve. So my calendar is on there. I also just did a free webinar on how, how to optimize your Google business listing which uh, we didn't get into kind of like the the specifics of, of all these things out there. But if there was one listing, I'd say it's the most important of everything that you do. It's your Google business listing. And also everything that I tell you on this webinar is completely free. Like mm-hmm. I'm not charging you and Google's not going to charge you to do these things, but it's how, how we've been able to increase the conversion um, and, uh, and contacts through Google business listing by about 200% for, pretty much across the board for all of our clients just by optimizing them. Um, Really, really great information on there. But uh, you can register for the webinar on there. Uh, And the last thing is my company, we have a absolutely awesome dashboard that it's it's the dream dashboard that I've been trying to design for for years. And so I partnered up with a development team up in Canada and and finally built it out. But it's a a single hub for your entire online presence. So it's got a, a social marketing feature similar to like Buffer or Hootsuite where you can put one post and it goes to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and your Google business listing and LinkedIn and Pinterest and wherever you need that post to go, it shoots it everywhere. Uh, it also does some cool work with your reputation. So uh, say you have Yelp and for my doctors that say you're on ZocDoc and RateMD and Vitals, uh, it takes all of your different review sources and collates them into a single spot where you can answer them, um, where you can see word clouds, you know, so so maybe a receptionist or name is mentioned more often in positive reviews or, or uh, you know, one of your attorneys is mentioned more often in negative reviews. Like, it's really hard to get that information, but by by having a system that kind of pulls that all together, also does your paid ads. So you can see kind of how Facebook is performing against Google performing against YouTube. So it kind of gives you a little bit more of an apples apples comparison, but it's this really cool dashboard. And uh, we allow people to try it out for free for two weeks. And so there's a, a free sign up also on ZMOD expert. Uh, and then always Instagram. It's probably the one I check the most. LinkedIn gets a little, little bit too solicity for me. So I don't get over there as much as I probably should, but hashtag smart marketing, uh, all one word on Instagram. That's great. Oh, Paul, I thank you for your time. Um, just amazing what you're doing with this company, only three years old. So hashtag smart marketing and, uh, and we'll talk more in the future. We'll bring you back. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. You let me know. Right. Well, thanks for your time. Have a great one. Thanks Tom. This has been another episode of the franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, the franchise Academy podcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, 
and inspiration.